on Christmas flicks. But we can never have too many Christmas movies. We can only have not enough Christmas movies. I'm K.L. Brady, and we're rolling out of week five and six um, into week seven. So excited. So much goodness happening. Um... So this week, I'm really going to recap some of that um, Thanksgiving Day goodness that we uh, missed. And um, if you haven't already, guys, you got to go check out the December preview show with Brittany uh, from Hallmark Enthusiast 247. She and I gave our top 12 most anticipated TV Christmas movies for December. Let me tell you, that was so difficult. <laughs> that was such a challenge. Um, it was a fun challenge, but it was a hard one uh, to pick 12 movies out of all the fantastic movies that are coming out this month. So, phew. Um, so if you want to hear where we kind of fell out on that, please um, go back and check up check out that episode. And then also the previous episode to that, you can listen to my recap on my Christmas family tree, one December night, a picture perfect holiday, and a few hot or not Christmas picks for the week. All right, this week, uh, so much goodness. A lot of this came out of the uh, Thanksgiving day weekend, and some of it came out of this previous weekend. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. Um, that I packed into this episode. So really you want to stay tuned. Um, if you have not, if there's been a lot of movies that you missed, uh, you may very well get some, um, get some hints for what you should spend your time focusing on trying to catch over the next few weeks. All right. But the main movies I'm recapping this week are The Nine Kittens of Christmas. You guys know I was like dying for that one. Um, Merry Little Christmas Baby. Also, that was one of my um, top 10 for last um, for last month. Um, Christmas in Tune with Reba McIntyre. Come on, man. You knew I was going to be watching that one. An Unexpected Christmas with my best friend in my head. My best Christmas friend in my head. So it's not completely weird. It's just a little weird. <laughs> um, that is uh, Bethany Joy Lenz and A Kiss Before Christmas. Um, yes. And I think I even added like Adventures in Christmasing, which was like, uh, it came out like the last day of November, like November 29th, I think, or 30th um, with Kim Fields. Man, um, uh, just so much going on. And then I've got quite a few hot or not Christmas picks that I am going to try and just give some highlights <laughs> and not get into a lot of detail. There was just so much I couldn't, you know, if, you know, I'll be doing the show till tomorrow if I, if I give, you know, deep detail on everything. So I'm going to try and keep a hot level today, guys. But I'm going to, I want to let you know what I loved and what I think is um if you haven't checked it out some of the stuff that you gotta just either set your dvr for it or just catch it in the next run because you're gonna love it um but first things first saint nick shout outs as always you guys know i love to begin the show by thanking the listeners i mean it's been such a fantastic year and the, you know, the listeners are just going up and up and up. And I'm just, I, honest to gosh, I'm so thankful. Like I said, you guys know, I've always said I will do the show for one listener if that's all that listens. And um, I'm so blessed 
that it's definitely more than one listener and that uh, it seems like week after week, there's more and more people come to listen to the show. So if you're out there and you're sharing that you're listening to the show and you like it, I thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, You guys know I don't, you know, there's no sponsorship here. There's not, I'm just come do it because I love Christmas movies so much. That's it. Um, that's that's my whole motivation for doing this show um, and to share that uh, that love of Christmas movies with you guys. So anyway, glad you're here. Thankful that you're here. But I gotta I gotta give shout outs to the people that listen. So as you know, um, each week I pick five listener locations and then try to find a little Christmas joy in your neighborhood. Um, with that said, let's get started. Remember, I don't know who you are, but I know where you live. And this week's shout-outs go to number one, Buff Bay, Portland. Now, I got to tell you guys, this was trickery here. It comes up in my stats as Buff Bay, Portland, but when I looked up Buff Bay, Portland, it wasn't Portland like I thought Portland, like American Portland. It was Jamaica. It's Buff Bay, Portland, Jamaica. I did not know there was a Portland in Jamaica. Did you know? I didn't know. Anyway, so of course now I get to talk about um, Christmas in Jamaica. Now, I've talked about Christmas in Jamaica before, um, quite a few things like Boxing Day and a bunch of the traditions, Junkanoo, right? bunch of the traditions, if you haven't uh, checked out that. I honestly don't know which. <laughs> Just listen to all the previous shows, and you're gonna run up on it at some point or another. But so because I talked about all those traditions before, I thought I want to get to. Cause I know I didn't talk about dinner. Like the most important part of Christmas, any Christmas, is what you're gonna eat. Right, so I'm just gonna give you a quick list of like some of the Jamaican, um, according to my sources, um, some of the Jamaican Christmas favorites. Okay, and and I was amazed that the uh, a lot of these are very similar to American soul food favorites. Some of them, anyway. Anyway, so let's get started with that list real quick. Um, the first thing is ham. Okay, now. Um, so from what I understand, this is not a Rastafarian thing, right? <laughs> but but other people enjoy Christmas ham. Uh, so that's exciting because in my family, ham has always been a tradition. Um, and so I'm really excited. Turkey and ham. Actually, we, we kind of do the repeat from Christmas. So we usually have turkey and ham. But uh, definitely ham. Okay, the second thing was peas and rice. Uh, if any, if, hey, if you have not had not just Jamaican peas and rice, but Caribbean peas and rice, you are seriously missing out. Whew, that's some good food. So not a shocker to see that on the list. Um, and then an, another thing is curry goat, which I do love. <laughs> love me some curry goat. Um, and then some sorrel, sorrel juice. Or sorrel juice, I think it's sorrel juice, um, which it apparently is spiked. It looks to me like cranberry juice, um, but I, it's sorrel juice, so it's something different. But it looks like cranberry juice, and apparently they spike it. So <laughs> anything spiked, I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's red, <laughs> and it's spiked. Hello, <laughs> it's Christmas. Um, and then they have a uh, fruitcake. 
with rum. But let me just tell you something. I've had Jamaican rum cake. I've had Jamaican fruit cake. It's not the American kind of fruit cake. It is not. So if you're thinking that um that no, get that out of your mind. It's a it's a different thing, and it is so delicious. It's not even funny. Uh, e either the rum cake or the fruit cake, um, or the fruit cake with rum. It's all good. Okay, different thing. It is yummy. And then um, bread pudding is another thing. Again, it's not. I mean, you know, I think there's places in the uh, in the states where that's kind of a tradition, but it's not really like a tradition tradition. Like, I don't know that my grandparents have ever made bread pudding that I can remember. Um, either the one either from the South or the one with her roots from uh, Trinidad. Like, they never made bread pudding. I don't know, I can't remember it. Maybe they have, but I, I can't remember it. So anyway, but bread pudding, I wanna make it. Now I know that's a big thing in the UK. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe this year I'll have to look up a bread pudding uh, recipe and try to make some. Haha. <laughs> uh, if I do, I'll post it on Twitter and let you guys see how bad it turned out because I you know it's not going to be good. Probably wouldn't be a good thing, but anyway. So, anyway, that is really going to do it. So, some of the uh, Jamaican Christmas favorites for um, for the meal. So thank you for joining uh, me today, uh, Buff Bay, Portland, Jamaica, with the fake out, because I thought that was Portland, <laughs> American Portland, and it's not. Okay. All right. Number two on my list is Tai Chung City, Taiwan. Okay. So when I saw this about this, I'm, I'm like shocked. Um, and, and it's because, you know, um, you know, it's not a Christian nation, right? <laughs> so, but apparently, like, Christmas is a thing in Taiwan. So, um, it's, it's, they say it's um, more, it's, Christmas is more celebrated, uh, celebrated more widely in Taiwan than in China. Um, many stores will sell Christmas-related items. It's not a national holiday, right? Um, but... Um, children do know about Santa Claus and they even know a, a Christmas song or two and they have sometimes they have Christmas festivals with gift exchanges and singing and um, and sometimes they do um, have the visit from Santa which is kind of neat and then sometimes they even have the Christmas pageants or plays, which, you know, um, with the sugar plum fairies and the reindeers and the snowflakes and the elves and the other Christmas characters. So it's kind of neat. Um, I think that, um, you know, even though it's really not a Christian nation, like they kind of, they, they, they celebrate some of the fun stuff from, um, uh, from the Christmas traditions. So I thought that was kind of neat. So thank you for joining us, Taichung City, Taiwan. It's so nice to have you join the show. And uh, clearly some of them watch Christmas movies because there's no other reason to listen to this show. <laughs> so that's exciting. Thank you, um, uh, Taiwan, for joining us. All right. Now, um, number three on my list is Payson, Utah. Thank you for joining us, Payson. Now, um, I, you know, kind of talked about Utah previously that a bunch of Christmas movies were apparently um, filming there. And guess what? One of my, now you know I love Alicia Witt, right? And Andrew Walker, like the king of Christmas. Well, apparently Christmas Tree Lane 
was filmed in both Payson and Provo, Utah. Isn't that neat? So, um, you know, in addition to everybody going to Canada, apparently Payson, Utah is another spot. So welcome, <laughs> you had two of my favorites in your town. Um, so welcome Payson, Utah. Thank you for joining the show. Number four on the list is Wheeling, Illinois. Now I gotta tell you guys, I grew up in a small town, Ohio, that was uh, across the river from Wheeling, West Virginia. So when I saw Wheeling, Ohio, I thought, I gotta kinda do this and just attribute so that I picked them off the list. So that was the driving factor, but I'm really excited. Thank you for joining us, Wheeling, Illinois. Just so you know, there is a Wheeling, West Virginia. <laughs> if you didn't know that, there is one. I used to live across the river from there. But anyway, so apparently they've got a lot going on for um, their Christmas traditions. They've got uh, light displays. Um, they've got the Winter Wonderland. They've got the Chicago Carolers. Uh, now, a couple, couple things that really stood out to me. They have the... Holiday Jingle Paws Craft and Vendor Show Holidays. So apparently, it's where the the pets get to take uh, pictures with Santa, <laughs> which is awesome. And then they have the Chippewa Trail light display. And so apparently, like there's this huge. And let me tell you something. I, and I may post some pictures. When I get back on to um, my computer, I'll post some pictures of the light displays on the Chippewa Trail. They were just so neat. You know, I am cuckoo about light displays. So um, anyway, that sounds like so much fun. So thank you for joining us, Wheeling, Illinois. And um, if you haven't, if you're in the area and you haven't, go check out the Chippewa Trail light display, okay? And then, last but not least, is Humble, Texas. Thank you for joining me today and um, joining the show, uh, Humble, Texas. I'm so excited to have you guys uh, tuning in and listening. So, this year they've got the big thing. So, apparently there's still, you know, a lot of um, towns have shut down the... Um, you know, the parades and all of that. But apparently they're still doing the Parade of Lights. Apparently their Parade of Lights has grown into one of the largest small town parades in the Houston area. And then, so they, uh, this year's theme is a rock and roll Christmas. So I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a parade um, down Main Street in Humble. And then... Um, apparently, you know, there's hope that Santa will, uh, join the festivities, of course. And then there's going to be some local performance in there. And so I'm really excited. Glad to see people just stay safe. Hey, that's all I say. Stay mask up, stay safe. All right. Um, so I'm excited. Thank you for joining us. Humble. All right. And now it is time for some ho, ho, ho holiday headlines. All right. So listen, guys, I don't have a lot today, but I had two things that I wanted to share. Okay. The first thing I wanted to share is about this, um, the Hallmark hotel. <laughs> so like if, if you want to like stay in, um, a hotel, if you're like an avid movie watcher and you really want to 
get into, uh, you know, have your all of your surroundings just drown in Christmas. Well, apparently they've got uh, the Club Wyndham has um, Hallmark Christmas movie suites. Okay. And these suites are available in New York, Tennessee, and Colorado. And you can stay in the suites and just be consumed <laughs> in Christmas movie magic. Um, so apparently, they run um, at a minimum of $2.95 a night. So the lowest is $2.95, and then they go higher. So in New York City, in the New York City one, they have a mailbox marked letters to santa is stationary to write a christmas wish list um in vale colorado you know they did the movie in vale lacey chabert did the movie in vale so that's kind of neat they have a snowy mountain theme that includes a ceiling light projection of falling snow and then in nashville tennessee they have a country cottage suite that features uh, turquoise and plaid accents, as well as country style music Christmas songs on demand. Of course we would expect that. And then, depending on which uh, suite you book, other features include um, an ornament crafting station. I am down for the ornament crafting. As a matter of fact, I think while I'm on my vacation, I'm gonna do a uh, an ornament craft and I'll post it. You know, I'm horrible at crafts, right? I like doing it, but I'm really bad at it. So, <laughs> so I'm going to do an ornament and I'm going to post it on Twitter. But anyway, they have an ornament crafting station. They have a hot cocoa station. They have gingerbread house kits. They have a Hallmark movie collections with popcorn and candy. Perfect for binge watching, okay? And then at the end of it, they give you a guest basket with items like Hallmark Wine and the Hallmark Monopoly game. I Listen, I, I feel like it's a must that I must visit this at one point or another. So definitely add that to my uh, Christmas bucket list, all right? And then the last piece of news, um, it's, it's kind of not news, but it's, and, but it used to be news and it's gonna be news again in a few days. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll run it down anyway. So reviews.com, I don't know if you guys remember like last year, reviews.com did the same thing. They are, they offered one lucky person a chance at $2,500 and a one year subscription to seven streaming services. And all you have to do is watch holiday movies and review them. Now, they had the application open until uh, December 3rd. So, it, you know, if your antennas went up like, oh, I want to apply, well, the time's passed. But they're going to be announcing the winner um, on December 10th. And that person will become the chief holiday cheermeister and will have to watch 25 holiday movies within 25 days. And then they'll have to like fill out a post-movie survey and all that kind of stuff. Now, you know, that would have been perfect for me. I applied yesterday, last year, not yesterday. I applied last year and they didn't pick me. So I didn't bother. <laughs> so I didn't bother applying this year. I may apply again next year, but I, my feelings were kind of hurt because they didn't pick me. Because I, when it comes to Christmas movies, there's few who love them more than I do. There may be some, a lot of people out there who love them 
equally as well as I do. But certainly, it's, it'll be hard to find somebody who loves them more than I do. So anyway, um, apparently they don't know that though, so I'm going to forgive them. Anyway, so that is it for my ho, ho, ho holiday headlines this week. All right, so now we are driving in to Recap Central. <laughs> cruising in, hey, um, cruising in and ready for a bunch of recaps, okay? Recaps and then my hot or not Christmas picks, okay? Lots of stuff going on this week. Lots of stuff I was trying to cram into this episode. And then um, anything I don't catch in this episode, you'll definitely catch um, in the next episode, which I will, you know, which I will do probably after tonight's movies or maybe Monday's movies. Um, you know, Lifetime has movies every day. I mean, it's just impossible to keep up with all the movies this week, um, this year. It's just, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're on every, like everybody has a Christmas movie this year and there's so much content coming out. There's no way in the world I'll be able to keep up during the season. I, you know, even as I try, I cannot, I fail miserably. So, you know, um, every week really, uh, through the end of the <laughs> Christmas season, I'm really going to try to hit three shows for my recap and then as many hot or not, uh, chick picks as I can get to. And then that's going to be the shows until the end. And then the great thing is I'll have new content through the year because I will not be able to catch all these movies. All right. So Thanksgiving weekend. Um, let me tell you something. One thing I had to do, and even yesterday I felt horrible. Um, I've been having migraines and stuff like that. If, you, if you've ever suffered migraines, you know my pain. Like, I was pretty much shut down yesterday. I was kind of slowed down over the Christmas, Thanksgiving week just because I was so pooped, you know? Anyway, so, but I did get a lot of Christmas movie watching in. And so, we're, I'm just going to get to it because there was so much to talk about. All right. So the first movie that um, that was on my list came Thursday. This is Thanksgiving. Was the Nine Kittens of Christmas? Um, Kimberly Sustead and Brandon Routh. I always call him Ruth. It's Routh. Anyway, for me, this was the long-anticipated, long-awaited follow-up to the Nine Lives of Christmas, which came on literally right before it so I really sat down and watched the whole double feature um so when we come into the nine kittens of Christmas um well you guys know about the nine lives of Christmas and you know uh <laughs> it took them like the whole movie to get together and then so you know we're running off thinking this happily ever after and not so much when they come back it's five years later the couple we love has broken up. Um, Marilee is in Miami. She started her own vet veterinary practice with uh, her boyfriend. And um, so she's dating this new dude that is not Zach. And then Zach is really kind of stuck, you know? Zach is like not wanting to move forward. He's not, he's very resistant to change, right? And change is happening all around him. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you either got to roll with it or you're going to be stuck. And, so, but, so he's chosen stuck up until the point that, um, 
Marilee decides she needs to go back home and spend some time with her family. And she, uh, when she gets back in town, of course, there is the um, meet cute where <laughs> she bumps into Zach. Zach has um, has found a box of nine kittens uh, in the fire station, which he must end up putting up for adoption. Uh, he's gotta get them checked out. You know, remembers that Marilee's a vet, and this is how they kind of get connected, right? And so the, the whole movie centers around them really kind of exploring their relationship, their past, what caused the breakup, um, and in addition to um, kind of rediscovering um, what it was that they used to have at least. And then also trying to get these kittens adopted. So they end up having to work together to do that. Um, you know I don't give away spoilers, so that's all I'm going to tell you guys, except I loved this movie. I loved it as much as I thought I was going to love it. I immediately watched it twice because I had it on, I recorded it on DVR. So I watched it live and then I watched it again. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Uh, for my Christmas tree rating, I got to say this to me is very solidly between four and four and a half Christmas trees. And I probably would have rated it higher, <laughs> except that other stuff keeps coming on that I would say I would rate higher. Um, and I don't know, some of this stuff might end up being a five at the end of the season, but right now I would say this one's solidly four to four and a half, really closer to four and a half stars. I loved it. I don't know that, you know, everyone loved it, but I did love this movie. It was so good. All right. Uh, so definitely, if you haven't checked out The Nine Kittens of Christmas, check it out. I loved it. I loved it. Breakup and all, loved it. All right. Um, the next movie is A Kiss Before Christmas with James Denton and T Terry Hatchett. Um, now, this was a Desperate Housewives reunion, right? Um, James Denton, I, I've loved him from so much, um, you know, including um, The Good Witch, right? But he was also on Reba, you know, who I also love. If you know, he was the Dr. Hunka Hunka Burning Love that she, I mean, they had some great chemistry. Um, he and Reba did. So to me, right, A Kiss Before Christmas um, is really like, um, it, it was kind of, it's a wonderful life-ish movie, right? Where, um, you know, James gets the time travel back. Well, he's kind of at a crossroads in his life. He's about to make some compromises in his career. Uh, he's kind of, he, he's, he's got a wonderful family, but he doesn't really appreciate how wonderful his family and his wife are. So he, he hits the crossroads and he hits the magic Santa who, <laughs> and he kind of makes a wish that he probably didn't really mean to be a wish, but it ended up being a wish. And the Santa ends up sending him back in time to let him see uh, everybody that he loves their lives without him in it. But it's not him as a ghost, right? It's him actually living, walking around, and just realizing, um, you know, so that's how it differs from It's a Wonderful Life. But I gotta tell you, it was good. Like, if you thought, oh, I don't really want to watch that. It's been done. 
um, you know, not interested, uh, then you, you're, you're losing out big time. I've watched that movie twice all the way through. It was so good. Let me tell you, Hallmark is pulling out all the stops. They are no joke not pulling out all the stops and it is a wonderful thing to behold. So, um, you know, the question then becomes like, if he doesn't figure out the lesson that he's supposed to learn, right? Uh, in time by Christmas, then he's going to be stuck in the old days without his life. But, and he's not going to remember his old life. He's just going to be stuck where he is, right? It was just a wonderful movie. I loved it. Truly loved it. Another one, four to four and a half stars easily, <laughs> very easily. Um, and could, like I said, maybe at the end of the season, I'll be more generous, um, uh, but easily could have picked up toward a five. Um, so <laughs> those were almost like two back to back ones that were awesome. All right. And then <laughs> another Hallmark movie was, um, an unexpected Christmas with, uh, Tyler Hines and my best Christmas friend in my head, Bethany Joy Lynn. Um, I am not even going to front y'all. <laughs> I love this movie so much. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Apparently, my man, uh, Paul Campbell, actually, uh, now this is from him on his Twitter page. Uh, he posted something where I think it said he rewrote the script to this, like he zhuzhed it up, and whatever he did was magic. Well, I could tell, like, you know, he's all about the dialogue and some of that banter and stuff I can really see coming straight from Paul Campbell. It was just so good. It was so, so good. It was basically, uh, you know, the gist of it is a second chance romance, right? So Tyler's character broke up with uh, Bethany's character, right? His girlfriend. But he didn't tell his family that he'd broken up with her, <laughs> right? So she's thinking, They've gone on with life. She's gone on, moved on, whatever. And he's been faking like he's had this relationship with her going on. And it's all good until they all run into each other right before Christmas at the train station. They see her and they're like, hey, fam, what's going on? And she's like, huh? <laughs> and so, yeah. So then, then she quickly realizes, Oh, he's been lying to his family and uh, it ends up, they end up striking a bargain. She agrees to continue the fake relationship and in return, he does something major for her that helps her career. And, and then this, then you get to watch them live with the lie <laughs> up until Christmas. And I have to tell you, I mean, this movie was so good. It was laugh, laugh out loud, funny. I just loved it. I loved it so, so much. It definitely, this one was four and a half nearing five. Last year, I remember Five Star Christmas was Bethany's um, um, movie and I gave that five stars. This easily falls into that category. It was so good. I can't even, if you haven't seen An Unexpected Christmas yet and you had any doubts about watching it, Go watch that movie, please. Uh, the next movie <laughs> is Lifetime Christmas in Tune with Reba McIntyre and John Snyder. Okay, first of all, I went into this movie 
entirely 100% completely biased, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know I love Reba and she could pretty much do no wrong. With that said, this movie was still awesome. It was so good. It was so awesome. I was so freaking exhausted and I could not close my eyes. I literally could not close my eyes until the movie was over. It kept me awake through the whole thing. You guys know how I am. I will fall slam asleep on a movie if it's not keeping my attention. This one kept my attention the whole way. Um, basically, the premise of this movie is that the daughter of uh, these country music stars, uh, she gets a gig, right? You know, she's kind of an event planner, right? And she gets a gig with the U.S. Army. And in order to prove herself, um, they requested that she get her parents, who long ago separated on like the worst terms ever, <laughs> to sing at one last event for the troops, right? And so her parents, John Snyder, who I didn't know could sing. He's actually got a great voice. And then Reba McIntyre, of course, you know, her voice is glorious. So the two of them singing together, it was just beautiful. And you could tell, like, no tracks, right? There's no tracks. This is them singing, singing. So that's one thing that I loved, you know. Um, but the other thing is just the story is good. It was so good. You know what was great about it? It was great to see an older a, a romance centered around an older couple, couple, not your, uh, you know, millennial set, you know, not your generation X set, your generation Z set, right? I don't know. I don't know. They, they might be in the, um, boomer set, right? So it was nice to see a boomer, um, romance, uh, and the ending, oh, ending was perfect it was so perfect if you have not watched that movie my goodness set your dvr go watch it whatever there i i saw something on um ig today they're they're released like five upcoming dates that they're gonna re reshow christmas in tune catch it on one of those five dates honestly so good you guys will definitely not regret that okay and then the last of my recaps for this week. Um, oh, so I uh, forgot. Sorry. Uh, so Christmas in Tune definitely for me was a four to four and a half Christmas tree movie leaning towards four and a half. <laughs> Lifetime. Also firing on all cylinders. That was a great one. Okay. Now let me tell you who else is firing on all cylinders. A complete shock to me. I am not going to front. I thought, I just was not, um, I knew about the VH1 movies coming out, but I was like, mm. but I said, I'm going to give it a try anyway. You know, VH1, hey, if it was a music video, I'd have been all in. But these guys are not known for making Christmas movies. So I was, uh, I think it was fair of me to have a little skepticism. But anyway, so Adventures in Christmas Sing. Played. And uh, let me tell you, this had Adrian Holmes, who we know from uh, The Christmas Doctor with Holly Robinson Pete, right? Um, and he also did You Light Up My Christmas with Kim Fields last year on Lifetime. And then Kim Fields, of course, You Light Up My Christmas. <laughs> um, she's co been coming out doing a lot more stuff. 
but apparently it's, I think she was the executive producer and she may have directed this or at least the executive produced it anyway let me just tell you guys this was so good oh my goodness this movie was so good it was so good all right um Kim plays uh, a talk show host, Parker, right? So Parker is controlling. She likes to be prepared. She doesn't want surprises, right? Um, <laughs> and um, so on her talk show, she hosts a reality show host, right? Adrian Holmes, right? And he does all this wilderness crap. Right. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, she interviews this guy, Finn Holt, who's this wilderness guy on her show and her boss sees that they have this great chemistry. Great idea. Why don't we have Parker, this, you know, four corners controlling, likes to be prepared, doesn't like to be surprises. Let's send her on Finn's, uh, reality show out in the middle of the freaking woods. <laughs> That should be fun. <laughs> and needless to say, I wasn't the only one who was like, really? Uh, so was uh, Parker, Kevin Fields character, who was like, um, I don't think so. I'm not going out in the middle of the woods with this dude <laughs> for, for three freaking days. So she gets to spend three days in the wild with Ben Holt now. Uh, his fineness aside, I wouldn't want to be in the woods with him. Just saying. So she gets out in the woods, and of course, she's completely out of control. She can't prepare for like all the, you know, challenges they run into. And she's surprised like every 30 seconds by something. Not only is she surprised, like the audience is surprised. So, um, yeah, she was completely a fish out of water. And yet, um, they end up going through the movie and teaching each other something, right? They spend the movie teaching each other something about life. And I got to tell you, I loved every single second of this movie. Every second of it. Every single second. So if you have not seen Adventures in Christmas Sing, find it, watch it. You'll watch it repeatedly. Easily... Four and a half stars for me. Four and a half Christmas trees. Four and a half Christmas trees, a solid. Like I put it right on the same length, um, the same level as An Unexpected Christmas with Bethany Joy Lynn. Yes, it was that good. It was so good. Loved it. All right. So that is going to do it for my recaps this week. I will be right back with a whole bunch of hot or not chick pics for the week. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Now available on paperback and an ebook, the hilarious romantic comedy, The 12 Daves of Christmas by USA Today bestselling author K.L. Brady. Both recovering from heartbreak, Gabby and Dave fall for each other after Dave sends a misdirected text message to the wrong woman. But it's a comedy of errors when they try to meet face to face. Murphy's Law strikes and they may never see or speak to each other again. However, Gabby thinks Dave may be the one, so she accepts the mission to unite them before Christmas Day. Now she's got 8 days and 12 Daves to find the man of her dreams. But Dave is hiding something. Three big things. Even if Gabby finds him, will his secrets keep them apart? 
Rediscover all the joy and wonder of the Christmas season when you pick up this heartwarming story today. To find out more about the 12 Days of Christmas, visit klbradyauthor.com or pick up your copy at Amazon, Apple, Kobo, or Barnes & Noble today. And now it's time for Chicks on Christmas Flicks. Welcome back to Chicks on Christmas Flicks. In the first part of the show, I recapped The Nine Kittens of Christmas, A Kiss Before Christmas, An Unexpected Christmas, uh, Christmas in Tune, and Adventures in Christmasing. Um, next up is my Hot or Not Chick Picks for the week, and I, and I must tell you, I have a lot of them, so I am not going to... Um, go into a whole lot of detail because the show will go on forever and you guys won't forgive me. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to start digging into them. Uh, I had a lot of catching up to do and I've got a lot of catching up to do this week. And then, you know, I can get back into a regular movie watching pace. All right. So my first one on my hot or not Christmas picks is baking spirits bright, which was a lifetime movie. This was um, that diverse movie with the Indian family that owned the fruitcake business. And then, of course, the uh, somebody wants to come in and buy them out. Um, I got to tell you guys, it took me a couple of tries to finish this one. Um, it was a little slow for me. Um, probably like the first, maybe the first hours a little slow for me. But then it picked up um, at towards the end. So, um, in terms of hot or not, I would say this is warmish, right? <laughs> so it wasn't hot for me, but it was definitely warmish. It was definitely something I think that you guys will at least want to see one time. That was on Lifetime, Baking Spirits Bright. So that was, um, that was a cute movie. Like I said, just, you know, get through the first part of it, the second half of it will pick up. Um, so I did like that one. All right. Uh, so then number two on my list was <laughs> making spirits bright, <laughs> not baking spirits bright, but making spirits bright. This was, uh, Taylor Cole and Carlo Marx. And to me, like, so you had a couple of themes going on here. So it was kind of like the Romeo and Juliet, uh, of, <laughs> of, uh, in a Christmas rom-com, right? Um, and then it was kind of like the battle of the, the light uh, display companies, right? Um, to me, it was fun. Um, I will tell you the exact reference that I made on Twitter for this. To me, it was Pumpkin Pie Wars with Christmas lights. So if you liked Pumpkin Pie Wars, then I think you will enjoy this movie. Um, not bad, not bad at all. There was there are a couple of funny movie, funny moments in the movie for me. So I would call this one also kind of warm to hot. It's not a full hot, but it was definitely not a not a not, <laughs> right? So I would call it warm to hot, making spirits bright for me. That was pretty good. All right, the next movie on my list. I know I watched a lot of movies, guys. Seriously. Um, and I wasn't feeling good, so I watched movies while I wasn't feeling good. Um, so that's why I was able to catch up with so many. So my next movie was A Castle for Christmas. This was Netflix with um, Brooke Shields and Carrie Elwes. Um, I have to tell you guys, this one did not disappoint. Hot, hot, hot. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, Brooke Shields... Uh, 
plays this writer who basically, um, <laughs> she did what we writers sometimes do, which wrote, she wrote a book that kind of displeased her audience and then she <laughs> had to make a getaway. Um, and so she traveled to Scotland and finds out that this castle's for sale and the castle actually has some family history tie for her. And so she <laughs> sets out to buy it and, uh, and setting out to buy it that, uh, as we say, kind of kicks off all the fun and excitement <laughs> with, um, this, uh, Lord, uh, who owns the castle. Obviously she wants to buy it and he's not thrilled about the fact that she wants to buy it. Uh, you know, they think the Americans want to come and take over everything and that she's not really committed to the castle. So, um, so anyway, it was a good, if you like enemies to lover kind of stuff, man, you're gonna love that. <laughs> they just, they played that to the T. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Definitely one that you have got to take some time out and watch. It did not disappoint me at all. Loved it. Okay, next on my list is Merry Little Christmas Baby with Kelly Rowland and Thomas Cadreau. For me, this was a definite hot. Not warmish, not not, uh, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> right, I definitely enjoy this one. So, um, of course, in this one, you know, this is like the third one of this, um, of the series where uh, Kelly uh, is pregnant and the family comes home for Christmas to celebrate her and she's getting ready to pop and she looks like she's getting ready to pop. I mean, she looks pregnant, pregnant. Like she looks pregnant and then pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> um, but I really love this stuff. I loved, you know, I love this movie anyway, but as always, you know, every, a part of that family ends up getting their own storyline and it ends up being kind of a very strong um, storyline. So you get multiple strong storylines together in this one story where and one doesn't kind of overtake the other. Um, so, you know, you just got, and they're all good family-based storylines, you know. Uh, will I be a good mother? Are we ready to have a baby? Um, are we ready to consider alternatives if we can't have a baby? I mean, just so many, like, good questions to answer before the end of the show. And then at the end of the show, there is a surprise, quote-unquote. Um, not totally shocking, but they actually didn't give it away. Um, so it was kind of good, I thought. Anyway, definitely a hot. Definitely, if you have not seen Merry Little Christmas Baby, you gotta go watch that one. You gotta go watch that one. All right, the next on my list is Miracle in Motor City with um, Tia, um, Tia Mowry and uh, Mark Taylor. Okay, hot. This one was so hot. <laughs> so... In this one, right, um, Tia, the, her character, is uh, trying to set up this fundraiser for her father's church roof. You know, her father's a pastor, the roof, they need a new roof. You know, we've all, if especially if you're African-American, you have given, and you go to church, right? not everybody goes to church, but if you're African-American, you go to church, you have contributed to somebody's roof fund. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> I know I have contributed to many. So um, anyway, the the they need a new the church needs a new roof. Um, 
and so and they need to to um, earn a lot of money. You know, they need to um, they need a major fundraiser for this effort, right? So she, so Tia suggests getting she just suggests getting Smokey, right? <laughs> They're in Detroit. It's Motown. She should see. She suggests getting Smokey, and then somebody just takes off and runs with the whole idea. The put Smokey. I mean, they're advertising that Smokey's gonna be there, and now they're kind of stuck trying to get him, and they are struggling to get a hold of him, right? So a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun, uh, because you know the question then becomes whether she'll actually get a hold of Smokey and he'll show up. So I gotta tell you guys, like. Um, I, it took me about a week to watch this, and and then I kind of wanted to pop myself in the head because I ended up really enjoying this movie. It was so good, so definitely one to watch. Zero regrets. Love this movie. Love that um, T and Mark were awesome together. Then Smokey was awesome, uh, and then there's all this like um, kind of nostalgia around Motown and what Motown meant to not only, you know, Detroit and America, but the world. I mean, come on. Uh, for those reasons alone, you gotta love it. Okay. Gotta love it. It definitely want to watch Miracle of Motor City is a hot for me. Okay. All right. My next movie was, I know I watched a lot of movies. I think I got like three left. Four. <laughs> Four left and then I'm done. All right. A Christmas Witness with Ariel Kebble and uh, Colin Egglesfield. Colin Egglesfield. Okay. So this is the one about the FBI agent, the federal agent. I think she's FBI. It could be Marshall. I don't know. But a federal agent that babysits a witness who's about to testify on his mob boss. Um, it took me a minute to watch. It's been sitting on my DVR. For a little over a week and um, I wasn't sold on the premise and I'm really tough when it comes to law enforcement stories and especially FBI stories right because you know I kind of know how things operate and so when I look I really have to like suspend belief is that the way you say it suspend belief like I have to like just watch it for the art that it is and then not like put my own work experience into that. So this is what I had to do for this one. I have to tell you, there were a couple of times in this movie where I was like, there's no way in the world a federal agent or an FBI agent would be doing like stuff the way they were doing it in this movie. So I really like had to set all that aside. But once I set that aside, then I really just enjoyed the movie. And I, I tell you what made this movie so good. One, it's funny. Like, there is some really good banter between them. And two, they have great chemistry together. Um, and let me just say, Ariel, that girl is wearing that short haircut. I have not seen her in movies with a haircut that short before. She looks fabulous with that. And, um, and then she comes out in this dress later on in the day. And, of course, she looks fabulous in that red dress the red Christmas dress so I will say like just watch this movie without like picking apart the plot okay um yes they do some things that that you know the FBI or federal agents would not do 
but that, you know, you, you just forget about that and just enjoy the movie, okay? And if you do that, you're gonna love this one. So I give it a hop, for sure, 100%. Okay, next on my list is Most Wanted Santa. Okay, Teresa Castillo, Denise Lawton, Donnell Turner. And I will have to say, this one was, I have to give this another hot. Now, this one, like the one I just talked about, was one where you just need to watch it and just let go of preconceptions and stuff. You think the way it's supposed to be in it, it's not real, okay? This is a Christmas movie, like, like a Christmas witness. It's a Christmas movie and just watch it for the Christmas movie that it is. And if you do that, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It is uplifting, it is funny. Let me tell you, the banter between Teresa Castillo and Denise Lawton is a complete riot. Like, I hollered <laughs> laughing in the in the beginning of that movie. I love, Teresa Castillo to me kind of stole the show. She was really good. And then they have this hot Santa. Um, let me tell you, he, he, you see him in like the first, uh, the first scene of the movie and you're like, homina, homina, homina. <laughs> I was pretty much sold on this movie after that, the first five seconds. <laughs> but then let me just say, if you watch it, you know, and you see the banter and you listen to this dialogue, the dialogue is great. Um, there's definitely great interaction between the, um, the actors. Um, and again, you're going to get some story elements, which you're going to be like, um, that doesn't happen in real life, but it's a Christmas movie. Just watch it and enjoy it for what it is. Okay. Leave the preconceptions at the door and, you, and you'll love it. Okay. And then my next to the last one, uh, is single. Oh, I'm sorry. Most Wanted Santa is on Tubi. Okay. A Christmas Witness is on Ion. And Miracle in Motor City was on Lifetime. Okay. So I just want to make sure I catch up with that. So Single All the Way is on Netflix. All right. <laughs> Single All the Way. Again. Oh my gosh. Netflix is killing it this year with the Christmas movies. Um, love Hard. I loved Hard. Single All the Way. Love Hard hard okay <laughs> i think they gave that title because that's how much you're gonna love their movies this year hard you <laughs> love all their movies hard okay sing all the way was just awesome i loved it so there's this guy right he hasn't been in a committed relationship in a long time not for lack of trying though right <laughs> he's been trying it's not he's not you know hitting it right it's not hitting the right people um, and then, <laughs> so he starts off this movie in a relationship with Steve Lund. If you know him from Hallmark, I, I was kind of surprised to see him playing in this role, but hey, it was cool. Um, so he, so he's in this relationship or so he thought with Steve Lund and, um, and then <laughs> Steve, it turns up being just like the other guys that he's dated in not the good way. And so... Now there's a breakup and he's got to go home, but he's got to go home uh, alone. And, it, and of course his family's going to be looking at him like, uh, you're alone again, what's wrong with you? And so to avoid that conversation with his family, he's like, 
asking his roommate to come home with him and pretend to be his boyfriend. Um, <laughs> and so the roommate agrees, except as soon as they get there, um, the mother's like, hey, uh, I've, I've set you up on a blind date. And the boyfriend uh, and the, the roommate basically says, uh, go with it. And then, you know, the, so the whole fake fake relationship story falls completely to the wayside. And now this guy's going on this blind date. But the blind date is with Luke McFarlane, hunk of hunk of burning love. So, you know, <laughs> uh, when he sees him, he's going to be like, homina, homina, homina. Um, he's going to have like the Bugs Bunny heart eyes, which is exactly what he does. And, um, so it looks like they're going to hit it off. Um, and you guys know I don't do spoilers, right? This is one, but I got to tell you, this is one that you are going to rewatch year after year after year. It is so good. It's so good. Um, and then I know we talked about this quite a bit on the, um, on the, uh, December preview show. So I don't want to repeat a whole lot here, but this is definitely a hot, 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 hot. Um, Jennifer Coolidge is in this movie. She was hysterical. She, she played the drunk aunt, basically. She was hysterical. The script, the acting, pitch, perfect. Um, it, this was so good, I'm almost certain this is going to be somewhere in my top 10 list at the end of the season. I don't know where in that list, like at the top of the list or the bottom of the list. We still got, you know, quite a few movies to go, but right now it's in my top 10 list for sure, 100%. All right. So if you have not seen it already, check out Single All the Way on Netflix. You will not be disappointed. That movie is so good. Um, you know, it has a gay relationships. So, so if that's not your thing, just you know, watch something else. But I loved it. I thought it was great. It was just a perfectly acted, perfectly scripted movie. Loved it. Um, all right. And last but not least, finally, right? I know you guys are like, geez, Carla, how many movies did you watch? <laughs> the last one on my list, but I had to talk about this one because it was so good. A Christmas dance reunion on Lifetime with Corbin Blue and Monique Coleman. Now, if you, you might remember this, these two from um, a high school musical. If you're Gen X um, and you watched High School Musical and you loved it. And I loved High School Musical and I love this movie. Um, so it's another one of those Save the End movies, right? Um, the, uh, basically, there's these two people, right? There's Barrett and Lucy, Corbin and Monique. Um, Barrett's uncle owns the inn. And it's about to go out of business. Visitors aren't coming. You know, it's not keeping up the business. So they invite, like, past guests there to come and share in the joy one last time. Lucy's one of those people. She comes back. And um, and they decide, hey, we're going to go out with the bang. And we're going to do the old Christmas uh, dance routine finale thing. Um to, so we can go out with the bang, uh, this big dance show at the end. And, um, and of course in putting on this show, uh, they end up working together and, you know, old feelings come up and yada, yada, yada. So 
um i gotta tell you guys this one was a hot 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 for me i did not go into it with a lot of help i will tell you i did not go into it with a lot of hope i thought oh you know some of the com commercials were kind of cute but then i thought nah, i don't know if it's my thing even though i loved high school musical but i have to tell you um i loved this movie to me it was so well put together the whole entire movie is worth the dance um, show at the end. The whole movie is worth the dance show at the end. I loved it. I felt so good when it was done. It felt very, there was a lot of the nostalgia from uh, High School Musical in that movie. So if you loved High School Musical, I can promise you, you're gonna love this one. It was so good. Definitely one to watch. Um, and the good thing about the Lifetime movies is if you don't catch them live, you can catch them on demand. So catch it, you know, during the week, catch it on demand, whatever, just catch it. It is so good. Hot, hot, hot. Definitely one to watch. Okay. All right. Now that is going to do it for the show this week. Man, I am so excited. I mean, really, it's only, we've only got about... Um, maybe two, maybe two and a half weeks to Christmas. I mean, we're really coming up on it here. Maybe three weeks to Christmas, right? About 20 days to Christmas now. Um, but that includes weekends. So, so, you know, we don't have very much, uh, further to go. So I'm really, really excited to, um, to see, you know, how the season ends up. But Hallmark, Lifetime, Ion, uh, VH1, um, so many, <laughs> honestly, it's like, it, it's easy, it would probably be easier for me to pick out the bad movies than the good ones because there's just so many. Up TV, there's so many good ones, all right? So next week, I'll be recapping um, Eight Gifts of Hanukkah, Our Christmas Journey, Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas, um, also in that mix might be a Dickens of a Holiday, Holiday in Santa Fe with Mario Mario Lopez. You know I love him. A Godwin Christmas is coming out with another um, movie next week. The Holiday Fix Up, Ryan McPartland. Okay, come on. <laughs> and then CBS is joining in the Christmas fun with A Christmas Proposal, which that one also looks to be really good. So... Some combination of those movies are going to be <laughs> um, in my either recaps or hot or not Christmas picks. So please make sure you tune in. Keep an eye on the Chicks on Christmas Flicks Twitter page for more news. Also daily, I am posting my top three movies every morning. Unless for some reason my job is insane or I'm, I'm, I may miss a day. But otherwise, I'll be posting every day. Um, and so... Big, big thanks to my um, show editor um, and music producer, Will B. He created all the custom music for this show. He's at Wildcard Music. Um, and you can find his um, IG page in the show notes. Until next time, remember, at Chicks on Christmas Flicks, we can never have too many Christmas movies. We can only have not enough Christmas movies. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on your favorite platform, and tell your Christmas movie-loving friends about this show. Where can you find us? I'm so happy you asked. Um, we're on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and many, many more. The links are down in the show notes. 
Follow us on Twitter and IG at Chicks on Christmas Flicks with all X's. And thank you for listening in. I'll see you.